say they're on page in the uh, in the new edition, which is which is getting less new all the time. We're on page Samachtes, page Samachtes. Lachem ladaylo laadam. Started this. The Rebbe is the Rebbe is explaining the very what would seem to be the the strange paradox of what's developing in the uh, in the. Of, of what's developing particularly in, in our times in the way that children in the way that children on the one hand young people but it's by everybody on the one hand demonstrated a tremendous amount of arrogance when it comes to their parents and their teachers when it comes to the parents and teachers so the uh, so the children feel that the, that the parents and teachers don't know anything and, uh, and, and and they know everything and the kids know everything on the other hand, on the other hand, when it comes to when it comes to their to their to their friends, the very same kid, who's a, an unbelievable balgaiva, who's so conceited and self-centered, when it comes to when it comes to those who really can, who could really help him, when it comes to his parents, to his teachers, he's so conceited. The very same kid, when it comes to when it comes to his friends, when it comes to his peers, he's he's so humble, and he's so prepared to receive. And he's so completely, completely mavatal himself. He, he he nullifies his own will. And any any idiotic thing that the guys are doing, he's makabel 100%. Bamuna and the leader of the the leader of the gang certainly is someone that he that he respects and that he admires. So this is what the this is what the Rebbe has been explaining as as this bizarre combination of geus and shiflus. Of pride or of arrogance, and on the other hand, of of shiftless, of of smallness, of humility, of a lack of self-esteem. This is something that we see all the time. That this is very common, unfortunately. And the Rebbe was explaining that much of this has to do with the influence of the of the street, of the outside world, and there's a general machla. There's a general illness in these days before Mashiach comes. Of course, as the Gemara says, and Chazal in many places, that it's a time of where chutzpah reigns, and azizpanim, and the fact that uh, gaiva, which is so conceit, egotism, which is so, which is something which is so by nature contrary to the to the Jewish soul. So, uh, unfortunately, this uh, this this gaiva, this pride is not even the type that leads a person to a greater awareness and understanding of his own self-worth. Self-worth and a sense of self-worth is certainly an essential ingredient in the life of any person in order to succeed, in order to grow a feeling of self-worth or value. But that's not where this is coming from. It's not a question of self-worth and value. This humility and and so too the humility, which is normally a wonderful trait, it's the holiest of traits. Humility comes from the highest level of keser of ayin. But in the case of those who who humble themselves before the wrong people, only because they're lacking in in what they're lacking in self-confidence, and they're lacking in an awareness of who they really really are and who they could be. So all of this. All of this uh, adds up to an extremely, extremely dangerous situation. Lachain lo daylo laadam. This is where we're up to on Samachtes. Therefore, the Rebbe says, lo daylo laadam. Haraitz lagoresh 
es machle zuhanish chosaba eid mi alduso. Lipnos das bilvad. In order to in order to try to overcome to cure this illness, when a person is young, it's not enough just to acquire more knowledge and understanding of the situation. Das atzmis See, this is contrary to what most people would think. Most people would think that what the that what the Torah would would recommend, and certainly what the, what the would recommend, is that people from the outside think that it recommends it's teaching a person to be some mindless follower, and not to and not to ever think about who you really are and, and what you're really about. And the Rebbe says, "Fakir," just the opposite. The only cure to the machla is to go to that deepest part of who you are and to acquire das atzmis, to be a person, to be a person that that that. Is uh, that has that uh, that's in that's in touch with in, that's on, in touch and that understands who he really is. Gamdas Atzmis he says Yiknev Zawiika Kigamlem is Bayesh Vadeim Aligamalov Vilkareila Deosayim Yesh Das. So he says you see that these individuals who are prepared to submit to bow down. To any ideology, and to go along with any of their friends, or anything that's going on around them, these people also have das. They also have das. We see adults that are like this. We see adults all the time that when they were the group of people, when they were the group of people, they they're transformed. They're like chameleons. They become all of a sudden, they become exactly like those people, and 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 they travel in packs. And they all think the same thing and say the same thing and wear the same thing and so on. These are people that are intelligent and they have das and they understand. The problem is that their das doesn't belong to them and it's not it's not a self knowledge, not a knowledge of the self. It's only it's only an it's only an understanding of what's going on outside of themselves. It's only then. It's only that they're informed and they know what's happening in the world. When you have a child that wants to imitate adults, he'll put on he'll put on the hat and the and the jacket or the coat of an adult. Kids like to dress up, so the kid dresses up as an adult. And when this little when this little boy walks out, it's a little you know six seven year old boy walks out with a with a with a big hat and a big uh, coat. Everybody everybody's laughing and it's so funny and so silly and cute. However, adults adults have already uh, they understand they've learned how to also to imitate. The Maisei Ha'olam, the outfits that the outfits that many adults are wearing look much sillier than a little boy going out in a big hat and jacket. The outfits that people will, in order to be stylish, in order to be stylish, particularly women, some of the, the outfits that that women will wear in order to because they think they're stylish or the ridiculous looking uh, whatever it is uh, hats or dresses that they're wearing because it was someplace in a newspaper or a magazine or because the because the chavita got it next door. It looks much crazier. This stuff looks much crazier than a little boy walking around in a big hat and a big coat. <clears throat> so he says that if a Christ Chakman, and fashion is the least of it, as far as how a person speaks and what a person does. So he says that adults are always imitating Maisei Ha'olam, but they know how to do it. 
not only people, not only are people not laughing, but people are very impressed. Wow, wow, where'd you get that dress? Ooh, that dress cost me a thousand dollars. You you wouldn't put a you wouldn't put a a, a behem in it. A behem would be embarrassed to walk in such an outfit. And all of her friends are going, I never saw such an outfit. And that's what clothing is a clinic when it comes to when it comes to what a person's thinking and how a person acts. So it's not imitation, so it's so much imitation, except an adult does it in such a way where people where people are not you know, people are not laughing, but the, the street, the oilum, the velt is impressed. The little boy and the adults, it's all the same. The monkeys, all they have is the das of a kaif, of a monkey. And and mind you, this person, this adult, might be has tremendous amount of das, tremendous amount of, in, the, in the in the issue of fashion. She's read every single magazine, every single book, and she's watched every single show. She's unbelievably informed. An informed consumer is it's, it's, a, it's the best customer, right? So this person, I don't know if they sell women's clothing or whatever it is. They do, okay. But it's with men too. Other rabbi, the person is unbelievably informed. Oh, tremendously in touch with what's going on. And also knows the latest things to say, you know, what they saw in the paper. And did you hear what it is and that. And they're very, very informed. But it's a das kaif. It's just, it's just imitation. It's not das atzmi. It's not... It's not an, uh, a deeper inner knowledge. It's just uh, it's just this silly, superficial way of imitating the world. Except with adults, it's more sophisticated. They use big words, and and you know, did, you know, they, they read this book or that magazine, and they're quoting, and so on and so forth. But come on, Rakdas Hakayflehem. It's just a monkey. Shekol Chachmosi Rak Eich Lahat Imis Maisav Lamaisi Ish. The entire Chachma of this person is is how do I adjust my way of acting to the way of the people around me. Not, not. How do I acquire a real life for myself in accordance to my deeper nature, my deeper soul, who I really am? That's not, a person goes can go his whole life without ever asking that question. That's why you'll get a typical answer, like when someone when when you'll. Uh, so just somebody told me recently. So you know we've discussed this many times. This line that people will use that you know, uh, if a, if somebody all of a sudden. Or even if it's not all of a sudden, but if somebody if somebody starts to uh, to be very serious about learning and about ser- serious about mitzvahs and about how to act and stays away from certain wrong places, so then they'll say, then you know, the, the, the people come very worried and they say, you know, you know, what have you been taking? Or the typical thing is what the, the Kool Aid, right? I've heard that a thousand times. You know, are oh, you drinking Kool the Kool Aid? The only chilik is, is that the Kool Aid that those people are drinking gives life. That's not what happened originally. The mice with the Kool Aid was that it killed people. So the response, of course, is that the response, well, the best response is to ignore it. But I'm just saying in our minds, the response is, um, the response is, I'm drinking this Kool-Aid, this Kool-Aid. And it's Taka giving me life, and it's for thousands of years, and it's, it's, it's for Maishra, Beno, and Harasinai, and it's, and it's your grandfather, and my grandfather, and your Bubby, and my Bubby, right? And what, what about the Kool-Aid that you've been drinking? What have you been drinking? What do you drink? And who are you drinking from? And the, and the mindless masses that just continue on and on throughout their lives with the same stupid shows and the same stupid movies and, and Nishkan Learn and Nishkan Davin and all learning is not learning and davening enough. But if a person decides that if a person wants to be kind of Dazat, in other words, they're afraid to, they're afraid to consider the possibility 
that this is something that, that the individual, in other words, learning more and davening more, being more serious about Yiddishkeit and staying away from certain Irishkeit, the, those people who make fun, it, it's, it's very frightening for them to consider the fact that maybe that person has worked that out and thinks that it's the right thing to do. Because most of those individuals, the ones, the ones who speak up like that, um, who, who have been drinking Kool-Aid their entire lives, those who speak up that way, are extremely, are extremely terrified of the, of the possibility of, of, there, of there being something deeper than, than uh, what it says in TV Guide. And, and because that's of them something. And it's a scary thought. It's a very scary thought. Therefore, there's a certain resentment and fear of people who are, who are changing their lives. It's a tremendous, tremendous resentment. Because you're saying that there's something, that there's something to think about. So the only way to, the only way to attack that is by saying, you never really thought about it. You're just a mindless. You're just a mindless robot. You're imitating some. You're imitating somebody else that you know, or, or you're just a. Uh, you're just a monkey, that's putting on film and, and going to Dafyami, and learning and growing. You're you're a monkey, and they're not monkeys. They're not monkeys. <coughs> so this is Rachmanis. This is Das Atzmit. What happens to these people? Forget about the kid that's wearing his father's uh, his father's clothing. What happens to these people is What is what is really good is exactly what I'm talking about. That which is really good, these people say is right. It's no good. And Gamu and and therefore he becomes like the people on the uh, on the street. And he's mavaza. He puts down. The Torah and those who learn Torah. And you see that, that, um, uh, I mean, what would the Rebbe say about, let's say, what would the Rebbe say about 56,000 people going to watch people, throw, uh, going to watch guys throw a ball around? And then the, and then the millions of others who are going with sugar about the people who are throwing a ball around. Yeah, we all know. We all grew up with this. We take it for granted. It's part of life. But but the, but the Rebbe, what the Rebbe is saying here is that is that is there any real tremendous difference between between a child that throws a ball around or an adult that's throwing a ball around? So he says that that the adults and the children are the adults and the children are both are all engaging in these kind of in different kind of acts that have no deeper significance in their lives except for the child certainly it's understandable and certainly it's it's part of growing up but as far as an adult is concerned we we very often fail to outgrow these things the rabbi says that what we want to do is to awaken within you das he's talking to each and every one of us to be a person that thinks deeply, to try to come to, to, to understand who you really are. Not to just be a monkey that imitates. Who are you really? What's the etzim of, of each and every one of us? We're Yidin, we're Jews. Therefore, the avod of one's entire life is to try to, is to try to on earth to try to get to that atmos of who we really are, which is Yisrael, which is a Yid. That's the atmos of each and every one of us, is our Yiddishkeit. That's who we really are. 
So that's not that's not imitation. <laughs> when the child puts on film because all the adults put on film, and when we learn because we've seen learning in, in, in the home growing up, that's not just that's not just imitation. That's a gilui of the atzmas. Gilui of the atzmas. It's revealing. It's revealing. It, it's bringing out in your life your inner kaiches. Just like when you do something that's good, when you do something that's right. So the tzaddikim say, the tzaddikim say, even if you don't do it with a, with, a, with a full heart, but it's better to imitate something which is holy than to imitate something which is unholy. So even if it's not completely sincere, but when a person does something which is right, learning and davening, helping a person, giving tzedakah, there's always that unbelievably satisfying feeling because, because you're coming into contact with who you really are. Because a part of who you really are has been revealed. Mashainikane, you know, the person that comes back from just another, you know, uh, another monkey day of imitating the shuk. So who do you feel? What do you feel? It's going to Shmikodesh. Because why? Because there's no atzmias. There's no inner essence that's been that's been uh, drawn out. It's just stam. You're just stam being somebody else. So he says, this is the tachlis. The ruach ha-Yisraelis shebecha To bring out the ruach ha-Yisraelis, that inner ruach of who you really are. Ruach ha-Ovis, the ruach of the Ovis. That this ruach of our ancestors should blossom, should grow within us. <coughs> that ruach should push us, should motivate us towards acting a different way. And this ruach inside of you, of who you really are, Will, will motivate you and bring you to the point of saying, This is what you should do. This is what you should do. What it says in Halacha, what it says in Shulchan Aruch, this is who you really are. And that Ruach inside of you will be telling you that Hashem, that's who you, serve, that's who you should serve. Not the fashion editor in the, in, in the New York Times or in some, other, in some magazine. Or some some friend of yours that uh, that everybody seems to to uh, look up to or to be afraid of. Ves mitzvahs of Shemoran to keep Hashem's mitzvahs. Shema al kolay Hashem befiya vichav rabcha atayvim. And who are the ones outside of yourself who are expressing or who are who, who <clears throat> whose voices are the voice of that inner ruach Yisraelis? Your Rabbi. Your Rebbe, your parents, I mean, in our generation, of course, it, it, you know, there have been many, many situations where the parents are not, are not hearing that voice themselves. Right? So much has been lost. The Rebbe was talking at that time, in that place. But, but one's Rebbe's and one's parents, when, when the parents are people, when the parents are people who are themselves, um, who are themselves, Sharing with the children and giving over to the children that das Yisraelis, that that ruach Yisraelis. Next page, and therefore those people who are far away from Torah. Now tilag means to mock. It doesn't mean God forbid that people should go around mocking. But it means inside your heart, inside your mind, you should feel bad for those people. You should feel sorry for those Jews. Who are far removed from Torah. In matters of Torah, you should be strong. You should be strong. 
Az kanomer leiseches leiseivish when they call. Az kanomer leiseches leiseivish when they call, which means to be to be strong like a leper, like it says in the Mishnah, not to be afraid, not to be embarrassed, bechlal, not to be embarrassed, to be afraid of anyone. B'zel ha'ikar. This is something which I must warn you about most. The Rebbe says, listen, I know, I know that those individuals who are coming over to you and who are beferish trying to draw you away from keeping Shabbos and keeping mitzvahs, which in those days was very, very common. <coughs> Those people are coming in Beferish. You know, you know that they're that they're openly representing the Sitrach or the other side. They're not hiding it at all. No, the, the ones who are, who are telling you Beferish, you know, what you need is for <coughs> leave yeshiva, do this, do that, and so on. He says, "Ladicha chachasu shalom idach Hashem al shol tachdes to the deepest depths, makayim choshech the place of darkness." It's Sitrach, the other side, Rachman Lifslan. Gami atzmecha teidli zayer. Yeah, this is, you can't even say this anymore. So he says, Me'atzmecha, on your own, he says to the boys, those people who tell you beferish, to be Mechal Shabbos, or to leave Yeshiva, or whatever it is, so those I know on your own, you'll be careful. When it comes to those guys, you'll stay away from them. And divreyim yulacha keis sereves, and their words will be to you like a, like a scorching fire. And like the, the distance of a, of a bow, meaning shooting the arrow, you'll stay, it's a way of saying far, you'll stay far, far away from, the, from those guys, and from all of their, from all of their chavra, you'll stay away from those guys. The Rebbe says, I'm more afraid of other types. Rachman had suim, and this this is what I'm talking about. When it gets to this this narish kite with the you know with Kool Aid and that stupidity, <coughs> the ones who are showing the Shabbos. The ones who are Shemesh Shabbos and send their kids to Yeshiva and give tzedakah. But there's a poison inside of them, Hashem Yerachim, that mocks Torah and makes fun of Tamei Chachamim. And can't stand an introspective person who's trying to improve himself and to change his life and to upgrade his Yiddishkeit, to become somebody. He says, Rachman had Svuim, the hypocrites. Svuim literally means somebody who's painted. Seva, but it means a hypocrite. These, I have to warn you about the tzvum, the hypocrites. They'll come to you with very, very innocent-looking faces. We're also religious. We're also God-fearing, just like just like you. We're, we're also, we also we, we, we also fear the the, uh, the God of our ancestors. Did you see, we also we also go to shul. Well, not on Shabbos, maybe. We also, maybe even sometimes during the week, we also we also uh, send our kids to yeshiva. Come on, sending come on of them, and just like you, we also serve. We also serve the, the God of Israel. Ragam zehu Hashem. Now, but but we have to just explain to you that this is what God really wants. It's amazing. God always wants exactly what they are. Never more. It's always exactly what they are. This is the Ritzayin Hashem, Atta, nowadays, Beis Hazos. In our times, hear this, in our times, Shechem Lefashem Ma'at, you have to, 
you have to compromise a little bit. You know, you have to. Times have changed. You have to be. A, you have to be more of a compromising person. It's not like it used to be. We understand, of course. Somebody shows you a picture that you know, you know the guy's grandfather, great grandmother. Were, you know, really, you see how they dressed and how, yeah, that, that's it was very sweet and it was very nice. Like we said, everybody has pictures and paintings and so on. But that's that that used to be. It used to be, but nowadays to be part of the world and really what Hashem wants of us nowadays is that we should know how to, to compromise. They never do that Benalma Chavero, though, that Chavero. Benalma Malkim is always compromising. But but, uh, but but to be Michael on a million dollars is not so precious. Why do you say, you know, nowadays really we should compromise? Benalma Chavero. Benalma Chavero, they're very old-fashioned. The Chavero, this Chavero. They're very old-fashioned. They stick to the old ways. To be Kshayarif, like our people have always been. Kshayarif, stubborn. <laughs> Stubborn and difficult, opinionated. Ben Amel Chaveiro, but Ben Amel Malkam, Ben Amel Malkam. Whenever it comes to anything, Ben Amel Malkam, you know you have to you have to really understand people. You can't be so tough. You can't expect a kid to to learn you know Gemara for more than forty minutes a day. It's really might hurt him. You know, it's, uh, nowadays, it, or you know, to you have to you have to get an education. You have to be cultured. You have to be you have to be part of society. That's what that's what Hashem wants us to be nowadays. That's, those are Hashem's expectations nowadays. To, to make pshoris, to make to compromise. Not ben al-mechaver. Ben al-mechaver is everything, everything's the same. Kaas, anger, laziness, and kinna, and taiva, and sin, and covet. All of that, all of that, just like, just like in, in, in uh, biblical times. But when it comes to ben al-mechaver, then, then pshoris. Pshoris, pshoris. That's what Hashem wants. That's the what's in Hashem. And these are always the interpreters of God's law. It's an amazing thing also. This is how to interpret Hashem's Ratzin. They know what Hashem's Ratzin is. These are generally people who can't read Rashi. But they know what Hashem's Ratzin is. So you tell the Baruch, they'll come and tell the boy, Listen, you already learned, you already learned, you already learned Torah. You know, it's enough Torah. You go out and learn a trade. In business, I don't don't think the Rebbe is against a, 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 a Jew. No. It, in those days, it wasn't like every guy is going to Kolel. The Rebbe, and certainly among the Chassidim, uh, there was the understanding that after Yeshiva, and you get married and you, and you and you work. That's not the Rebbe. The Rebbe is talking about Tabachim. They're going around to boys in Yeshiva at a very early age after Bar Mitzvah. 13, 14 year old boys and, and guys are coming to them to leave yeshiva, to leave yeshiva, to get, to get a job, go to work, and so on. I'm not talking about 22 year old, 23 year old, we're talking about boys. So they come and say, Turk, well, you already learned Torah, Lamad Atta Malacha, Mischa. Go learn some Malacha, business. And they quote, and they'll quote, this is, this is one of the few Mamar uh, Chazal that they know. Uh, Gama Mishnah says, Amaris, Tov Tarim Derech Eretz. Says in the Mishnah, Tov Tarim Derech Eretz. This, uh, usually the swarm of these individuals consists of around a half a page. The entire collection of Chazals. Or, or, or quotations from Tanakh, you know, uh, there are certain ones, but this is, a, this is one of the popular ones. Tov Torah and Derech Eretz. Amen Kemach in Torah. Every Amaritz knows that. Amen Kemach in Torah. No, he never read. He never. He doesn't remember one Mishnah. Doesn't know he, uh, who, Baba who. Baba who. Doesn't know a Baba from a Baba. But when it comes to Emein Kemach Ein Torah, Kabbeis Savicha Vesimecha. Kabbeis Savicha Vesimecha. Emein Kemach Ein Torah. There are certain key Chazals 
Very few, very few. And, and often they're not even pronounced properly. But there are key chazals and a few psukim that this have in their, have in their little notebook, that, that one page book. And it's always to promote compromise. It's always to promote... It's always to promote uh, an avodas Hashem that's mindless, that's empty, that's without any, without any sincerity, <coughs> without any devotion. So, Tovtar, so these guys are going to come. They're going to tell you. He says to the boys, they're going to tell you this uh, this mission in Pekiyavus. Tovtar, their hearts. You see that that Chazal said Hashem wants that that it's it's nice to learn, and they'll always say, "Don't think I I, I have nothing against learning." I don't know if you ever heard that. I have nothing against learning. I think, and you know something? I think it's beautiful. I really admire you. But you know, tov tarim derecharetz. You get you're going overboard. It's it's crazy. Vaf binyoni avoda, and and also when it comes to binyonim of avoda Hashem, davening in mitzvahs and so on, yifatuch lefashiv yaima. They're also going to, going to try to seduce you into compromising, into being, into cooling you off, and they'll say ha'itin nishtanu. Times are different. Times are different. With Eisazos, and in our days, ain't Svichim Lazar. You don't have to be so particular, so careful, right? And if, and if you'll see someone, then if you'll see someone, I remember that when I was a kid, there was somebody that came into Mincha in the shul, like he's yelling and angry. What happened? He said, he said that that. Um, yeah, there's this a mashulah came from a mashulah came from Israel, you know, a real Yerushalmi or something, and he came to, and he came to the house. I remember this. I must have been maybe I must have been 15 or something. He came to this guy's house. The guy came into shul yelling this whole story before mincha. The mashulah, the Yerushalmi comes from Israel, and he's talking about the yeshiva, and he says, I, I invited him to my house, and he's talking about the yeshiva, and my wife, uh, my wife comes there and asks him a question, and he answers, and he wouldn't even look at my wife. He thought, he's talking to me, and he's, he, he answered. You know, he spoke. He was polite, but he wouldn't look at my wife. And I'm going to give him money. So, like, uh, I remember even then thinking, what, 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 what do you want from the guy? So he's he's a Yerushalmi. He's Neil Lachid. Your great grandfathers they didn't do that either. They lived a certain way. That's you know. No, we were, so this is like worse than any of the Ten Commandments. This is this is worse than being Machal Shabbos. If somebody would say, "Listen, I need some money," but I, I tell you the truth, I move Muktzah every Shabbos. I, I, I have a problem. I have a problem with Muktzah. So you put your arm around him and say, "Listen, Hashem will give you strength. Don't worry, one day you won't move Muktzah." But when the guy's in the Shemaim, and, he, and, and, and and probably this guy's wife, anyways, is, is is mostly undressed. So so and this and this Yushami, this is Yushami, doesn't doesn't lift up his eyes because that's how his father and his grandfather raised him to try to, to be holy people. So so for kid, not only is he not someone that, that is looked up to and admired as someone that's a Yereshamayim, but he's looked at as a boor, as a as an uncouth and anti you know, some sort of a uh, a dangerous menace to society. Yeah, yeah, I'll just say that. Well, in those days, they were, they, it wasn't such a beginning. But, you know, it was, uh, the guy is completely crude and, and, and uncultured and, and so on. Why? Because they eat in the shtanu. So then you say to this, you can say to this guy that was screaming, but I, I you can say, let's say there'd be an old Jew that says, listen, Yankel, I knew your grandfather back in Lodge. Or in Varsha, and I'm telling you, the guy, your grandfather, never lifted his, his eyes up from, the, never lifted, never looked at a woman. Oh, 
I, my grandfather was a big tzaddik. He was a big tzaddik. My grandfather? Sure. Let me, I can tell you stories about my grandfather. So then if he was a big, tzad, a big tzaddik, why are you yelling about the Meshulach? Because why? Because I eat the Nishtanu. Times are different. You're right. In Lodz and Warsaw, even the guy dressed properly. You're right. And maybe then he could say, maybe Apiyaloche, he could find a hat different for a second. But nowadays, with your wife, with your wife the way she's dressed, the, uh, the Meshulach the has to be crazy to look up. But who could, who could even say this? He said this against the Meshulach. Nowadays, you don't have to be so careful to medactic in every mitzvah. You don't have to be so careful with every minig, so careful with the minhagim with the customs. It's not so. In those days, we were very, very careful. Now, just the opposite. Nowadays, you have to be more careful with the minhagim. In those days, in the old times, they were so they were so, they were so careful about Torah mitzvahs. That even if a certain minute wasn't uh, so carefully kept, they were still in line. Nowadays, we 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 can't dare to be careless when it comes to even even the smallest minute. We have to be careful. So what's gonna what's gonna hold us? What's gonna hold us? What's gonna keep us? See, so you have people that they're shayma shabbos. You have people that shayma shabbos, and they don't wear. You have you have men that are shayma. I don't know if nowadays this is as common as it used to be. But when I was growing up. When I was growing up, I remember this. This is, this is uh, I remember the rabbi talking about it. And my father, my father was always in the spoil. You ha- you'll have Orthodox men that are Shomer Shabbos that Kisayim won't wear talis cotton. No, don't wear tzitzis. Don't wear talis cotton. And these are people that are like, you know, to hear a good shir, you say something, and a good speaker is nice, and they like, you know, and they, they, they go without a talis cotton, without tzitzis. You see Kisayim, you see religious men with their shirts open, without tzitzis. Without tzitzis. That's not a minute. Tzitzis. Where does that come from? So it's hot. The laundry. Whatever. I don't know. But in yeshiva, the guys used to put it in the, in the locker. Used to have the, the Rebbe used to have to, the Rebbe used to, the, used to put us, used to do a, a body check. He used to come around and check to see if he had sitches. He had guys that were so mocked that they would take strings. They had these just strings and would hang them out from their pants without any towels cutting. <laughs> Just you know, to outsmart the rabbi. Okay, that's it. Again, that's that's a that's a thing that kids do. It's like a dumb thing. But that, how do you explain how do you explain Shomer Shabbos men that don't wear tzitzis? I I'm seeing that my whole life, and I never got I never hopped, I never got it. Where does that come from? But they wouldn't wear towels cotton. I'm hot. I'm hot. What does that mean? It means you're hot. This is, uh, people say you, you've never heard grown people. Say, it's it's too hot for me. Too hot. Who's like? In the movies, if they turn down the air conditioning, he'll stay. But a talus cotton, you can't go with a talus cotton. <coughs> nowadays, this person, the tzavur, the hypocrite, is telling the yeshiva bacher that nowadays, you don't have to stay so far, you don't have to go so far away from Averis, you don't have to be so afraid. Milafonim, like in the old days, like it used to be. So the Rebbe says, so how, do you, how, how do you deal with these people? So the answer is, you don't. Vata like Tarev like this demand. Do not get into discussions with them. Do not, do not get into discussions. Certainly not to be embarrassed. Certainly not to be ashamed. But don't get into discussions. Do not quarrel. Don't quarrel with them. With them. In your heart, 
answer. As the Rebbe saying, don't, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to answer them. Don't say anything to them. Don't get into discussions and don't say anything. But in your heart, you have to have a strong answer. In the heart, he says, If you're right, the times have changed. You're right. Things are a lot worse than they used to be. You're right. You're 100% right. Times have changed. It's a lot worse. We have to be much more careful nowadays than ever before with halachim and the menhagim because things are a lot worse out there. <coughs> so he says, and if we talk about times changing, you're right. By our grandparents, even the simple merchant and a Malacha, and a working guy, they were big of the Hashem. As you're telling me at the age of 14, 15, to leave Yeshiva to be a Baal and a Soichir, you don't have to be so. He says, You're right. Back in the old days, a Baal and a Soichir, they were big Yerushalayim. They were God fearing Jews. In your heart, you should be thinking that the majority nowadays, that the majority of the young people, that the, the moment they leave Yeshiva, Lizcha, Velavid, Malacha, to go out into the business world and lavad malacha, the rubam, he says, the majority, they descend into the darkest, deepest places. The moment they leave yeshiva, it's not like it's not like you know a tevye the melachiga. It was neilach a yid tevye, the bali malacha, the bali schayra, that they were God fearing religious people. She so says nowadays, so they want you to go out to leave yeshiva. Eventually, the rabbi says, of course you'll have to go to Panasha, but you need to, you need to be more than ever that you need to have more years of learning. So what, when Rabbi Aaron Kotler came and Rabbi Aaron made a big deal that, uh, that everybody should, all, all the men when they get married should try to spend a year or two if they can learning, right? After they're married. So then, so everybody said, but we've never heard of such a thing. Who ever heard of such a thing? In Europe, there was no such thing. In Europe, in Europe, so you had someone that was like an Iliad, a brilliant boy, and they wanted it to stay on, to be a Rav, to be a Dayan or something. Okay. Well, sometimes you had, you know, the unusual cases, but 99.9% of the, uh, uh, in Europe, they didn't, they didn't, once they were married, they were working. So why did Rabaran insist on this? And we see that, that, that the Satmarov at that time was Maskim. And the Chassidim also agreed. The Tzaddikim agreed, even though it certainly was not the Chassidish way. The Chassidish way was to go into Malacha, what's the thing with staying and learning for at least a year or two. Because ch- times have changed. And Rabbi said that in order for us to remain, hopefully, Kulehai, we're going to try to hold on, that at least if you stay in Yeshiva longer, and maybe your marriage will get off to the right start, maybe if you, if you strengthen yourself, that you'll be able to, to, to chap a year at least, or maybe two years, to learn, and then to go to Malachim. Because times have changed. And whereas in the old days, you had 14, 15 year old, you had 12 year old, 13 year old kids that were, that were Bali Malachim, that went to work. That were apprenticing, that went to work. But they were in an atmosphere of, of unbelievable Yerashamayim. Tremendous Yerashamayim. But nowadays, to go to the street, and to go out to, 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 go out to the working place, and to, be, and to be, so to speak, in the world, or, or, in, or to be, to be uh, in university and so on. Nowadays, without without the ch- with the child not having not having accumulated a lot of Torah and Yerushalayim in his younger years, so then what's going to be with him out there? What's going to be with the kid? That's that's what he says in your heart. You should know. You're right, and that guy is right. 
the, the guy that, that Savu, the hypocrite's right. Times have changed. And Fakir, because times have changed, more than ever I have to stay in Yeshiva. More than ever I have to keep every minute. More than ever I have to avoid the wrong places, the wrong, uh, the wrong people, and so on. Elashal Tatis says, Ha'im gamaisi. You should be thinking about this so-called friend of yours, that Savu, the hypocrite. You want to murder me? You trying to kill me? You should look at that person as a murderer. Mamish is a murderer. That's like that with any of you. Anytime one of the tzivum comes over to you and says, why don't you join us, we're going to, we're, we're, we're having an Aveira together, would you like to come with us? Would you like to join us for our Aveira? We're having a Moshe Shabbos Aveira-thon. Would you like to come for having an Aveira-thon? So, you know, you should, you should look at that person, Mamish, like a Red Seich, like a murderer. You don't say anything, but the person should be a Red Seich in your eyes. So what happens is everything is just the, is just the opposite. So the one who tells you, why don't you, stay, why don't you stay and learn with me a little bit? He's the Ritzayach. And the one who tells you, for the Aveir, he's, he's the one that's giving you a chiz. He's the one that's, that's showing, you, uh, showing you the real, the truth. Is that what you're doing? To burn my holy, my pure Nisham in this fire of Gehenim? And to throw my body, which is like a pure dove. The body of a, of a Jew. If I'm being so strong, it's only because the Rebbe is being very strong, right? You want to throw the pure body of a Jew where? Into a into a pot. Can't translate this. Huh? Into a pot of of boiling of boiling feces of boiling filth. That's of excrement. That's where you're gonna. That's where you tell me I should go for the, for this avayrathon. What's the Shabbos? Where do you, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? What's the Shabbos? <coughs> where are we going? What's the Shabbos? Oh, we're going to go to Malaf Amalke. We're going to Fabrangin. <clears throat> so th- those, who are, those who are making those calls, Matzah Shabbos, you know, where are we going or what are we doing? So that, that those are the ones who are, who are, who are the Reitzchim, who are the murderers. Mamish Reitzchim, he says. And that's how you should look at a person, like a Reitzayach, like a murderer. Therefore, inside of you, the Rebbe says to the boys, to the Bochum, inside of yourselves, he says, don't listen to them at all. And the boys should think, I'm not going to listen to you, you're a tzayach. And there's no way in the world that I'm going to, that I'm going to uh, uh, pay attention or follow what you're saying. I'm going to hold on to the Sefer Torah. In which my God is found. I'm holding on to the Torah. It's not just one day of the year when you hold on to the Torah. If people simply Torah, they hold on to the Torah. And if I can, if you don't give them the, if you don't give them the, the, the third hakafa, the fourth hakafa, they have a taina. How come you don't let me hold on to the Torah? So what you really could say is, why don't you hold on to the Torah like November 12th? What's November 12th? It's not simply Torah. Hold on to the Torah November 12th at 9:30 at night. Hold on to the Torah. We'll be mechavi with the kafa and call them up. Call them up Matzah Shabbos. Call them up Matzah Shabbos when they're, when they're going, when they're, when they're about to leave for their, for their, for their uh, Aveira. Call, call them up and say, Mechubed! Avram Yitzhak ben Moishas Mechubed Metehashtakov. Metehashtakov! Call them up on the phone and say, Come over, I have a Sefer Torah waiting for you. Sefer Torah is waiting for you. We're going to learn some Mishnabur. We'll learn a little bit Kedusha Slavi. We'll learn a Black Gemara. It's Mechubed Metehashtakov. No, no, no. I only, I only do that on one. I only do that Sefer Torah. I don't do that the rest of the year. So the Rebbe says that what you should be thinking about is that I'm going to hold on to this Sefer Torah in which in which Hashem is found 
every day of the year, not just Simchas Torah, every single day of the year. And that's why I, I mentioned the one that on, on Yontif that it says in the Swam that it's called Simchas Torah because the, you have to ask yourself, is the Torah happy with me? It's a day of rejoicing, of the Torah's rejoicing. And the Torah has to be happy with us every day of the year. Not just one day of the year, but every day of the year the Torah should be happy with us. And both of my arms, I'm embracing it. And when I'm holding on to the Torah, I'm holding on to the Rabbanishim, to the one who gave us the Torah. Because when I hold on to the Halakha, when I hold on to, when I hold on to every minute, to every din, to every single, every single thing that's holy, I'm holding on to the Rabbanishim himself. I'm holding on to the Rabbanishim himself. That's what I'm doing. I'm holding on. And nowadays it's so easy to let go. It's so easy to it's so easy to slip. So more than ever we have to hold on. Every little minig nowadays. Every little minhug. And if you see a Jew that starts to make that starts to make fun of minhagim, starts starts any any minig, you have to run away. Because the minhagim fakit the minhagim of what are holding us more than anything. The minhagim of what are, is what's holding us. That's why I was saying last night, if you sure that I was talking about a certain Indian and and how and how Lashna Kurdish, I'm not gonna get into it again. Because that that, that would be that it's 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 bad enough to to, to, to commit suicide once, the second time you have to But uh, you can hear the tape from last night from the Maral Shia about uh, about how you know how Lashna Kurdish is taught nowadays and, and how Torah is taught nowadays. <coughs> And we're not allowed to pronounce the words the way that our fathers and grandfathers pronounced the words. All new, all these changes, these menhagim, all the change, not in Hanhagis Yisrael, not to have respect for the fathers, not to have respect for the grandfathers. <clears throat> and, and again, I, when I say this, when I say this, I'm not saying it against any school or against any particular country, because I know that you know we have many people in the shul that they say uh, they say Natalano Taratamet. You know, I'm not saying it against God because if you were raised that way, what are you going to do with it? But the, the whole thing is Ramesh Gol Nefesh. You know, I'm telling you, but like I said last night, that between us, what is that? Uh, the Shabbat and Torah uh, and And that's not how what our fathers can say Shabbos and our grandfathers say Shabbos and we're embarrassed. They say Shabbat. Well, Shabbat Swadi says Shabbat. Understand? That's how, they, that's how their grandfathers spoke. They say Shabbat. And the Syrians won't even say Shabbat. How do the Syrians say it? Shabbat. Shabbat, right? Shabbat. They say Shabbat. Because they're holding on, because they heard that Shabbat. And the Bukharians have a different, a little different. But, but the Ashkenazim have to say, the Ashkenazim can't say Shabbos. So, like I said last night, it's not a big Indian, and I'm not saying, oh, what are you going crazy here, and this, the, the yeshiva. But, but if you don't, if the teacher doesn't do that in the yeshiva, he's puzzled to be a teacher. She's puzzled, she, she can't be a teacher in the yeshiva, because she says, because, because she, she, she says sukkahs instead of sukkot. Or Shavuos instead of Shavuot, you have to say Shavuot. I don't have to say Shavuot. My, well, my grandparents said Shavuos, and my great grandparents have to say Shavuot. It's not. That's not the way I talk. And anyway, because the whole davening is almost bulbul creation, is not creation, and a little bit of a comment, a little bit of a pasach. You know how much all of us are mixed up. I mean, all of the younger ones, the older ones, not. When I, I went to a modern yeshiva, we all we davened Ashkenazis. Everything was Ashkenazis. When I went to yeshiva, it was all Ashkenazis. That's how we daven. That's how the Rebbe taught us in yeshiva. All of us know that they went in those days, but now they're smarter than they're, everybody's smarter now. So this is this whole thing is um, what is it? And this is the Yisrael of Yiddishkeit. This is the Yisrael of Yiddishkeit. They make such a big deal about this. 
the kid doesn't have to know what Hashanah Rabbi is. And the, the kid never heard of Yishpizah, but if he says Shabbos, then you throw him out of Yeshiva. Because he didn't say Shabbat. Throw him out of Yeshiva. It's the same. It's the same mindset that'll say that. It's the same mindset that'll tell a kid he doesn't have to. That doesn't make a big deal about tefillah v'tzibur. Doesn't make a big deal about about Shabbos and Yontiv. But if he doesn't march in the parade and Yomat Smot, he's already oisiyid. Not saying whether it's a good parade or not. That's not what I'm talking about. You like to march because you don't hate. But l'chayri, you would you would think that you would say that Shabbos and Yontiv should be at least as chashav. No, I, I mean even for the even for the staunchest uh, Zionist. You would say that Shabbos and Yontif should have at least the status of a Yom Ha'atzmut. I'm, I'm not saying anything against Yom Ha'atzmut, but it should at least, L'chari, no? At least, no? If the Rebbe doesn't march in the parade, he can't be Rebbe in the Yeshiva. But if the Rebbe didn't march, but if the Rebbe didn't march by Hashanah Rabbah, make Dachov, he still still won't be a Rebbe in Yeshiva. He could be in Yeshiva. But if he didn't march in the parade, he's out of the Yeshiva. These are all shinun, these are all subtle and not so subtle changes that are, that are, are, that are making the loud statement that what was before no longer applies to us, and we can make these changes. It's a question they ask you on the interview with Mishima. Is it really marching the parade? Yeah, it's a very... Right, it's right. Four questions they ask you. Yeah, it's not... Sure, I know this, because I was also, you know, I, well, <laughs> I was... I, <clears throat> Years ago, what do you mean? Years ago, years ago, because there was a tzaddik that told me that I should that I should go into rabbanus. So something came my way, and I went for in a certain neighbor. I went for the you know the problem in a certain neighbor. They so they they had a committee. So they didn't ask me. The, the, the only thing, the, the first thing wasn't the fourth David. The first thing they asked me is about is about the parade and about you know you're not smooth. The first thing. So I said, like, you know, what about Anerchesh and Lekecha? What about, you know, Sasako Moloch? I'll get, I'll get to that. Why don't we go in order? That's only from 1948. Why can't we start with Kabbalah's Hattari? Let's start by Hashti night. And then we'll get to 1948. I'm, I'm okay. I like to talk about that. I like that stuff. We could talk. But why don't we go in order? No, we started right away in 1948. Because the Ovis, because the, the, the Bobbies and the Zaydis, they didn't know as much as we know nowadays. Not, not when it comes to the curriculum in yeshiva. It's not when it comes to davening. Not when it comes to mitzvahs. It's not when it comes to dressing. It's all, it's all now, now. All the chedushim, all the chedushim. And again, I'm not saying that this is yesod and Torah. Please don't get me wrong that I made a whole big deal. It's again, I'm against. That's not true. And that's certainly not the most of a thing. I'm just explaining. It's a subtle example of a rejection of a certain hanhaga that Klai Yisrael had, who are very fine Jews and and much smarter and know much more Torah than we know. Akedekach, that you're going to see that 20 Mashiach should come, Mashiach should come soon, because I don't know what's going to be. But 20 years from now, if a Jew still says Shabbos, or still says Sukkot, or Shavuos, I'm not talking about in Williamsburg or whatever, but in, in, in the neighbors outside of those neighbors, if he still says Sukkot, or Shavuos, they're going to look at him also like he's some sort of a boor, like an uncouth, old-fashioned, outdated, antique. They're still now in shul, so some of the guys say Bachaban and Nasalanu. But you, by by that time, so you're going to be if you don't if you say Nasalanu instead of Natanlanu, they're going to look at you like you know like there's something wrong with you because it's already started. It's already started. Demis is that this is the way that we dove. Now, our fathers, now our grandfathers, I'm sorry, there's certainly Yanam and Halacha too, and how you say the name of Hashem that it should be said with the comments instead of a pasal Adonai with the comments. But besides the Halacha issues. This is this is a this is a subtle way of saying that we know better, we're we're better, and these shinuyim and the minhagim, in my opinion, these changes, these subtle changes in the hanhagas of his and hanhagas of Kli Yisrael are dangerous. Are dangerous.
So this, he says, that's what it means, that I hold on to the Torah, but I hold on to the Torah without compromise, without change. And when I'm doing that, I'm holding on to the Kivyochl, I'm holding on to Hashem's Baruch Himself. And as long as, I, as long as my Neshama is in me, I'm not going to go away from this. I'm not going to leave this. So then they say to you, what are you going to do about Parnassah? Right, you're 14, 15 old Yeshiva Bacha. And you're saying, no, I don't want to talk to you, I'm staying in Yeshiva. What are you going to do about Parnassah? What's going to be with you? My Yitzhaftzah for my Yegu and Hashem Allah, what are they chirping? Yitzhaftzah chirping like birds. My Yitzhaftzah for my Yegu with the blowing hot air. Are they all blind? Are they, are they all dumb and blind? Even, don't they see that even now in difficult financial, difficult financial times, when it was better, when it was better, I guess before World War I, when it was better, it's all the same story. There are many people who are Bali Malacha, who are talented, who are talented Bali Malacha, and they're hungry. Well, Haipach, Harbe mi Bali Hatayrashirim. And you have Bali Torah, people that stay learning, or they're learning more, and they have what they need, however it worked out. So, whatever. But the Hashgachas, he acted the Shmaya. Uchvar Omuchach, many is a fellow of Rocha. The Gemara says, wealth does not come from your profession, nor does poverty come from your profession. Uh, tell them to put that in their book with the main Kemach and Torah. Kiddush and Pei Beis. Let's get a new one in that book. It's, it, takes, it takes like 50 years, but we can do it. We get, we'll start, if you say it often enough and hang it up in different places. There are people that I know that went, that went for this degree, that degree, and... And that not only not in Aisha, and there are other people who didn't, there are other people who didn't pass a test, never passed a test, and it, and when it comes to what they're making, what they're earning, we had a kid that went to school by us. So they, the, so the, uh, so the principals, the rabbi kept him there just because, you know, to try that he should have some Yiddish guy. Came from a totally non-religious home. The kid was very, he was a street smart kid, very very funny, very good natured, but. Anything like in school, besides writing his name, there wasn't one thing on the paper that was ever right. Most of the time he didn't even write it. He just he used to look up. He gave him the paper. Just he used to look up and, and like look. He would look at me and like that. And I would say, I would look at him like, you know, try to something after this. You know, try to write something. He would go, no. and he would write some stuff like write me a letter, Rabbi, how are you, and you know, Mazel Tov, and the, and the kid, whatever, something like that. He's a multi-millionaire, and he's shomer mitzvahs, right? And everybody, all the maskilim and the chachamim, right? <laughs> oh, you, no, you never believe it. It's not when I. It, 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 everybody says the Gemara says, "In the shiurs manumnas and anis manumnas." As I say, Yachbutz Hashem Yani, Chazal say, the one whom Hashem desires, if Hashem wants, rather. Ya'ani, he'll make this one poor. And the one who is favorable in Hashem's eyes, if Hashem wants to, Ya'ashir, to give wealth. So says in the Gemara. The Rebbe says that the person should say, This chazal is enough for me. The child should say, Say to yourself, This is enough for me. Says in chazal. 
the Bani Shalom made such a promise. Right now, let me get back to my business of filling my, my body and my soul with more Torah and more Kedusha. The Rebbe says, when I grow up, when, I, when it comes to the right time, to raise a family, I'll do what I have to. It's not saying, the Rebbe's not saying you shouldn't go to work. When it comes time, I'll do what I have to. And Hashem, whose path I'm following, He will, he will help me. He'll give me a panas and He'll save me. He'll take care of me. Right, we'll stop here, Mr. Hashem. <coughs> so we're all going to be able to retire. <laughs> And sit and, and sit and learn all day. I'll be okay. Shimmy, you're right with that. Uh, <coughs> right. Who has any? Who she any?